Hi, welcome to Head Talks, a podcast from Head Forwards. I'm your host, Owen Hodge. I'm joined today by Senior Product Manager at Form 3, Chris Fayers. Uh, Chris is actually a Head Forwards alumni. Um, so yeah, welcome back, Chris. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you. Very welcome. It's a pleasure to be back in the in the Fibre Hub. It's an amazing building and it's great to be back here drinking the, the coffee in the, <laughs> down in the cafe. Yeah, exactly. Rude not to try a sample of coffee when you're, yeah. whilst you're here. Great. So we're going to talk today about uh, DevOps, basically, and a few kind of we'll, we'll wander around that topic and see mm. where it takes us. Uh, I remember when you were here at Head Forwards, that was very much a big part of what you were doing and, mm. and seemed to be doing some really cool stuff. Um, I hear it spoken about a lot. I'm not an expert in it whatsoever, so hoping to learn a little bit today. Um, so yeah, for, for my benefit, for everyone else's benefit, could you just give us an overview of what to you, what what is DevOps when people mention it in the, the agile software development kind of yeah, yeah. So I, I think if you take um, Agile to be a mindset, and I think you take DevOps to be a, um, a, a series of capabilities that you you develop with within your organization through from uh, development into operational of, 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 of technology. So it may be a piece of software you're developing, or it may be a service you're you're delivering, um, or how you how you take um, changes in your um, in your functional software, you know, the, the business software that you use. Yeah. And how that how that's treated within the organisation, and I think if you take those capabilities into into four key areas in, into into the technology you use and how you how you do it, you know, thinking about uh, source control, version control, uh, testing, and all the uh, you know, continuous delivery, continuous integration. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly, um, it's cultural. The, yeah. you know, the, it's um, it is a change in mindset. You know, there are things that you need to unlearn, things that you need to, you need to learn to do. You need to support the wider organization needs to understand um, you know the value that you um, you bring to a, a, a product through being able to be agile um, with a small a rather than yeah. a capital A. I yeah, <laughs> um, it's very much about measuring and monitoring what you do. Um, so feedback from uh, your end users, um, you know, bringing that really early into your into your development cycles, um, measuring that, monitoring that, and monitoring the, the, the performance of the of the application either through infrastructure or through the, um, yeah, the, the, the SLAs that your software might need to, um, to conform to, uh, depending on the domain you're working in. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Management and process is important too. So yeah. um, certainly within you know, larger enterprise organisations uh, that might be using ITIL libraries um, uh, to um, manage change um, and also work, you know, making sure that you've got visibility of, of flow. You know, lean is still very much um, an important part of, of any any DevSecOps or Sec DevOps organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, having having the visibility of, of, of flow, limiting working progress, um, you know, showing the the value that it's adding to your to your organisation. Cool. That's that's great. That's a really good comprehensive oversight. So, I guess another quite broad question, which uh, is how, how if you're an existing organisation that isn't using DevOps, and maybe you're a large organisation as well with quite a complex IT estate. Um, mm-hmm sensitive data and all that kind of stuff that organizations are rightly concerned about yeah. how do you start that shift to becoming devops or doing devops or whatever <laughs> the right way to say that is yeah yeah I mean, so so if you sort of take the, the, the four capabilities um and you know, you, you, you're never going to implement wholesale change in one mm-hmm. go. I mean, most importantly, as an enterprise organization, you, you still want to continue to deliver what you currently do. So you know, your, your cadence for, for product delivery, development, um, adoption of new ideas, strategy, the way your organization is structured um, isn't going to change overnight. You need to take people on that on that journey yeah. uh, with you. Um, but certainly, uh, 
if you take the core of the technical aspects and cultural changes come and um, uh, but over a longer period but um, you know, th those technical changes you know, focusing on small wins is is always is always key so um, wherever you find yourself making manual changes or to a configuration item you know, to a, to an, either an application that you're you're running it might be a SaaS product mm -hmm. um, or or a configuration um, of a of a VM if you're still running um, you know uh, applications on on top of on top of machines um, or, or configuration of a of a, of a cloud uh, uh, element um, yeah. yeah whether that be something like a a, a machine image or um, something like an application gateway or any of any of the uh, sort of the platform services that you might might be consuming so looking to have a declarative state of those environments um, is in repeatability. There's a lot of talk of abilities. I've, I've found myself talking a lot, a lot about the abilities when working with teams that are, um, you know, at, at either adopting DevOps or um, continuing continuing on that journey. You know, but, you know, learning learning should be continuous as part of your mm -hmm. organization. You, you never you never stop learning. You always you know uh, reflect on what what you've done either in the short term or the, or the long term, but. Um, Sort of the the, you know, the state of the cloud environments, you know the the the, the abilities that they offer you um, uh, to be able to um, control configuration, to you know, uh, to control scale, to um, you know to control security, mm -hmm. control yeah. uh, the, the the level of audit, all there as a service for you. You know, taking that step to make sure your in, your environment is um, repeatable. Um, you know, uh, is 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 key, and that's one of the one of the sort of the first first steps. Yeah. yeah. Similar to an agile transformation, I guess it's part of an agile transformation in a lot of ways. But you've said the word culture a few times there, mm. and that is mm. quite key, I imagine. So before you even start getting into the the technology side of things, there's a possibly a cultural reset. So again, especially if you're in an organisation which has been doing something in a certain way for a period of time. Mm. Um, overcoming those kind of barriers i mean how how do you see bridging bridging the different people or roles within a team to kind of come together and start to design what the new world looks like yeah yeah i mean you touched on the start of um you mentioned devops and and through security as well and yeah. security is always a, a, a key part of that and uh yeah even as early early back as you know 20 2015 um you know, the idea of bringing security into that pipeline for DevSecOps and shifting it as far left as you can. In yeah. fact, many many people like to um, think about security first. You know, Sec DevOps becomes yeah. becomes um, important that, that, an important part of that process. Mm -hmm. I mean, if your service is a, is an API, uh, for example, um, you know, it's if you just want to to get a list of a list of items or an, or an item an object through through a, a restful transfer. Um, it's natural for developers to want to return you the entire object of data. You know, why, why should we worry about that? But actually, if you put security first as part of that initial product design, so mm -hmm. well, actually, what do you need to see? How do you start that? Um, how do you how do you make that request secure to start with? So beyond all the other things that you worry about, is you know, what do you actually want to to explore? You know, build roles into the into the the, the service or the or, you know the interface that's requesting the yeah. requesting the the um, the API. So. 
there are many you know, many roles within a larger organization and they tend to be quite narrow in in, in traditional setups you know, people will have a, a role and responsibility mm-hmm. and um, what can tend to happen and it's natural I think it's very much human yeah. behavior is that you you become comfortable in a, in a in a role you have a team you have a department and you're proud of what you achieved you've got your turf almost yeah. I think is, yeah, is, yeah. is a way to look at it mm-hmm. and um, you know operations teams will have that they will you know have systems they like uh, systems they're comfortable using systems they know well um, so they will you know want to continue in, in that vein and developers again will it want to be creative and want to explore and want to test new things and be able, you know use the latest toys mm-hmm. and tools I mean that's yeah. just just a given exactly. you know it's yeah, something yeah. new and shiny and you, you've lost people down yeah. down rabbit holes <laughs> for weeks yeah. um, so you know that 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 cultural shift of breaking down those 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 barriers I mean to, to go from you know organizations that can be um, you know highly bureaucratic to to um, more more uh, generalist organizations is takes takes time and part of that is building building trust yeah um, you know if, if part of the question is about how you organize teams around that that's that's it can be complex and I've, I've seen several different patterns used um, certainly you know when you bring security into into a, into a, a, a DevOps team yeah. you know um, you know do you want to embed a security expert within one team that might be developing a particular feature or looking after a particular platform or is is there a, a team that you go to and consult with or will come and consult with you or even worse that you will put stuff too probably too late for them to review yeah exactly. say, oh, no you can't do that I and mean, that's a problem and yeah. you know um then i always end up painting security as a as a as a, as a uh yeah as a neg- negative influence but actually it's, it's really important and um uh, it, it's not a not at all. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I think organisations feel that the the first you know, we, we go with zero trust for for networking in 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 in, in design, um, you know, in, in application design and, and and communication. But then, you know, is is the security principle that the first answer should always be no, justify what you want to want want to do. And it's not not a bad mindset. You know, it, it's good to play the the red team sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what do I actually need to do this? Am I am I over? Yeah, are we over designing? Are we overreaching? Yeah. Um, you know, what's what's lean? You know, what, yeah. what do we actually need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So we've we've touched on there, there some of the um, barriers you might come up against, and and sort of how to um, how to sort of work work past them. Yeah. Um, you. How, what does the sort of change process look like in a DevOps environment where you referenced it there, where rather than what we, what we want to avoid is team has developed something and then uh, and now we want to release this, so now it's gone for review with security or other or other teams within the organisation that have a part to play mm. and and wear a hat to make sure that what we're putting out there is safe, secure, and everything like that, but. Do you, I, what, do you bring people earlier on into the design conversations? Like so what I've seen in some places is where, yeah, here's our change. Now go and read all our documentation about this change and see if you've got a problem with it rather than maybe bring them a yeah. bit closer as part of the design stage. Yeah, but very, very, very much so. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we've touched on, on security there and, and let's put, put the dev, the, the, the DevOps, yeah, the, the singular mm-hmm. um, hat back on with the, with the mindset that actually one of the, one of the key things you want to do um, with um, both your, your, your development and your infrastructure and your infrastructure as code at this point, I, I don't think that there's many um, organizations that would call themselves DevOps organizations that aren't using, you know, Git and GitHub and the tools you know, like Terraform to help um, 
you know control and orchestrate the um, the environments in which they in which they operate. So everything's defined as code, but automation is key to all of that. So yeah. the so the more you bring in earlier on in the development phase, um, and the more repeatable um, elements of that continuous delivery pipeline that you build yeah. has, um, it is is. Is, is vital. So um, you know, we, we touch on change and change management is a really, really mm-hmm. in- interesting one. It's something that um, you know, there's this. For me, I, I think it's become easy to say there are two types of change. You have product changes yeah. um, where you're going to be interacting with clients. You might be de- developing something that's specific for a client, or it might be generalised. It might be an update of a feature, and you have technical changes where actually it's you know the, the developers and the, and the platform engineers have chosen the way they've implemented something and um, actually they can leave the interface as it is so other systems that interact you know I'm sure we'll come on to architecture at some point mm-hmm. but how those systems inter- um, interact w- would allow them to hollow out the service and re-implement it however they like so that although it may be a higher risk change it can still be a standard change in yeah. respect there's, there's no impact to to service you know and that's when we go on to the to the, the, the monitoring and the metrics so you can you can see that in real time you can you know you're building uh, automated tests as part of your pipeline that will take you know take your uh, releasable um, artifact it might mm-hmm. be you know a, a, a great way to do to do devops is with containers and encapsulation in, the, in that respect so you have a releasable artifact you can test that in many ways you know, your unit tests your integration tests your smoke tests um you know certainly uh you know security as well security scanning of those of those yeah. of, those, of yeah. those artifacts um even that's after development you know you but again security at the start you um you can also look at low testing in those in those in those environments as well. Yeah, and I've I've, I've we always wondered how many how many environments you need to yeah, do yeah. to do you know agile development, yeah. you know, DevOps, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And it, it seems to sort of be, we we seem to settle around three. You know, we end up with um, well, and you know, developer machines instances, yeah. whether that be virtual on on your box, or something that's you know, an environment that you can spin up and control yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but certainly something that's. You know, for for testing of the of, of systems, then uh, certainly an integration environment as as and alongside production. So you, you've got you know the ability to to push releasable items through yeah, through different yeah very very quickly. Having a well defined process, um, which um is is short and has the people involved that need to be or need to know, um is. Is key. So whether that's communicating change to, to, to clients or, or communicating change to other technical teams, um, you know, it, I think it's worth worth saying that actually, um, you know, an evolution of, of, of DevOps is is is, a, is platform engineering teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see it, see it very much um, with the, you know, the the, the really um, technologically advanced engineering groups that are you know developing platform services you know, so moving you know that life cycle of cloud is going from infrastructure as a service to platform as a service SaaS providers but you know actually developing industry specific platform services um you know they're very much um you know have a have a team which helps enable sec devops mm-hmm. by looking after tooling by looking after the you know, a, a standard platform a yeah. way a way that everything can interact um yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any kind of flagship organisations out there that are, they've nailed? They've nailed it, and the, the, the ones that everyone's aiming for, like either any early adopters or big organisations where they had really complex estates that are now doing it really well, doing DevOps really well. It's a good, good question. I mean, there's, I think, there's many examples examples of it. I mean, you know, technology organisations naturally want to yeah. to learn. I mean. Um, 
it's um i certainly remember uh reading about um the uh, hp's journey um, okay. certainly around, around printers um, yeah. you know the you know that development life cycle of having to you know, having multiple printers multiple products multiple drivers multiple operating systems and how, how do you how do you test those and um you know the the i can't remember the, unfortunately i can't remember the guy's name right. uh, but you know decided to um well think, hang on let's 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 back this out what we need is one common universal driver something that we can package once and release so we mm -hmm. don't have all these multiple things and we can test it all as one yeah. as one unit i think that it took them two or three years to do yeah. so but um you know certainly that that change meant that um you know it was possible to add features to support to, to test and to release uh rapidly uh the you know the enhancements yeah um and and thus new product as well so the printing technology could could um uh, could improve at the rate at which you know it could be could be built yeah absolutely what's the what is this sort of sales pitch we're doing it maybe should have asked you this question a little bit earlier to be honest but yeah. we're sort of we're building an understanding of what devops is and mm. some of the and some some of it's kind of obvious and becomes clear as to why you would take a devops approach but what are the things it enables you to do or empowers you to do as an organization that maybe more traditional should i say approaches don't yeah <laughs> for me the, the the biggest value in in devops is that you could deliver value to your client more quickly yeah um not just more quickly but uh, uh with more stability um with more scalability um uh and more feature rich yeah okay uh, uh and it's that's i think that, that that's key i mean certainly um you know people always it's very common to think that you know startups, tech startups, are going to do this stuff really well because they're unencumbered by regulation, governance, rules, yeah, sure. process, policies, uh, turf wars. You know, yeah, all, all, the, all, all those and the history of a complex estate that's yeah, evolved over many years. Exactly yeah. that, um, and and yeah, that 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 is that is somewhat true. Yeah. Um, but as you scale up. Um, those things actually add value as well, and yeah. it, it, again, it goes to, to mindset and culture. It's how you how you how you adopt those. But you know, if, if your key business principle is that you're you know there to deliver great products, you know, and cost effectively, um, and you want to compete because if you you know someone is going to going to challenge you at some point, mm -hmm. and usually very very quickly, um, you know the your ability to go from product idea to released released item yeah. um needs to be as short as possible and it can be small things um yeah i have I, you know we we've um been working for our, our global telecoms provider I and mean, there was a, a an engineering team that um were brilliant great great thinkers um and, but they had to go through really complex change approval processes mm -hmm. it would take several weeks um you know the release would be you know two to three hours um it would go around four global regions yeah. um it would take somebody half a day to do yeah. So uh, and the and the architect there wanted to get access to some of the data that we were looking after. Um, we had an API that could do some of it, and um, it, but it needed more more fields, um, and it needed uh, different filtering, um, and it only got um, two days to get the, the work done. Could we give them a dump of our database? So we can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a look at the requirement here. So we we look, we looked we looked at the product. We looked at the API. We said, right, we can add these fields. We can add this response for you, and um, and we, we we're good to go. Forty five minutes later, it was in production. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So and that in, that included you know the, re the review review 
of the requirements, um, uh, sign off with the, uh, the product owner, mm -hmm. um, series of unit tests, uh, series of uh, load tests, everything going through the, the CD pipeline, and then um, you know, the, the automated deployment, picking, picking that up. Yeah and deploying out to our, all our regions, Amazing. all in 44, 44, yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> what was the number we used to throw around at one point in terms of releases in a day? What did that get to? Well, that was interesting, yeah. So I think we were proud, what was it, 20, 20 releases yeah, a day? Yeah, exactly, to the production yeah. environment. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah. got another anecdote of where we were in a meeting not that long ago, actually, and you were approving, you were approving a release, sat in, sat in a room. It just seemed so, <laughs> like, such a, a you know, uh, I guess that's, that's DevOps, if you know what I mean. You were, you were still there as some sort of approval step, but you were able to, you, you mentioned to me, I just approved seven releases during the course of this uh, sort of afternoon that we spent <laughs> together. Um, well, absolutely. Guys. Never, uh, yeah. One of the things that's very important at Headforge, and I, I think you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the leadership here has always really hammered home, is that it, it's it's never about one one person. It's always about about the team, and mm -hmm. that that's that's key because you, you you build those trust relationships with 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 people, and you you know how to how to deliver value. You know you know where risks are, are acceptable. So you know being being a, a, a gate to delivery is never never a good thing. But um, what it also can do um, if when you're, you're a group of people, if you're doing um, you know normal cabs, and, mm -hmm. and you know, it's important to have some form of audit to say yes. I've looked at the requirement. I've understood what's being uh, developed. I know yeah. it's been delivered. I trust everything else in our pipeline yeah. is is looking looking good. Um, I can certainly add a tick in the box so that you know everybody is um, is happy with the, with 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 the, with the process. And yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah. You know, we it should it should it should be that simple because you know lean and limiting work in progress. Yeah. Um, you know, working in small increments is is really important. So you can do things like that. You know, those changes were tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny changes, um, but they're always out. They're always there and, and available. And some of it's new code as well. I mean, the um, you know we, we talked about value streams and um, making sure that we're delivering. Uh, we talk about sign off and mm -hmm. and features and acceptance. Yeah. Um, you know, developing strategies that allow you to always you know you 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 don't work on future branches. Every all your, all your codes in 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 a, in, a, in the in the in the master. So you want to release that straight out. So you know, developing systems that allow you to feature toggle and canary release functionality um, or capabilities is um, is is really important. So that you, know, you could be dev done. You can have you know code and features in production that aren't available yeah. to to yeah, yeah. to clients, but then you can make them available to a specific user or a specific customer. So you get that early feedback. Yeah. Um, you can also you know have uh, you know, additional uh, checks and balances um, and and adoption within within the in the within the business um, and that's that's you know uh, really really powerful canary releasing you know it's it, it, um, I, I think um, you know I, I know certainly Azure and Microsoft to do do a lot of that I mean, we, we we participated in some of the canary releases for um, the uh, um, the the Cosmos databases that they, um, right. they were working on and yeah it, it's yeah it, it's very very powerful very yeah powerful absolutely technique. yeah it's something that we're pushing like the team I'm involved with at the moment actually mm. and we're we're you know we're getting getting there with it now which is yeah dev dev done mm. and but but either um customer isn't quite ready to start using the, the the feature yet or 
it, this can't be used without the following features that are coming behind it that aren't quite there yet but the concept of being able to push stuff into your live environments to keep those releases small mm-hmm. even if they are toggled off or only enabled for certain users in the businesses yeah that's something we're trying to aim for yeah at the moment that sort of leads naturally onto discussions around um, architecture um, yeah. both in yeah. terms of, of, of infrastructure but also of uh, code as well mm-hmm. um, so everybody talks about containerization uh, microservices yeah. you know, um, you know, nanoservices you know, serverless functions um, what's important from an architecture perspective is that you have loose coupling between you know services that are offered so you'd have something that just drives um, you know payments something that just drives um, you know product listing something that drives right, yeah. uh, the, you know, the the sales process something that drives your um, I'm trying to think of you know on commerce sites for mm-hmm. example you, know, yeah. you might have a have a product of the week type type so but all, all all those you know are, are loosely coupled services that can can operate on on their own um, and you know that that making sure you don't you don't build those those dependencies is is, is really difficult it goes it's a change of mindset of the mm-hmm. developers as well I mean you, yeah. you talked about adoption of, of of agile principles if you've got a, a you know a massive monolith you know, how you break that down. Um, is not just a development problem. You no, know, yeah. It's very much um, you know, engineering as well as operations. Yeah, yeah. So when you know, when thinking about your your DevOps journey, it's always worth um, looking at your enterprise architecture and certainly solution solution architecture mm-hmm. that goes around that. Yeah. Um, certainly in traditional IT estates, um, you're, you're you're administering a large number of platforms, and these platforms need to need to integrate. You know, data exchanges between them it, um, you know, should be automated and repeatable and secure and safe, and all that all, mm-hmm. all, the, all those other things. And you may have multiple dependencies within that. Um, so, trying to decouple those those dependencies, you know, and there are several several you know, solution architectures that will allow you to support that. I mean, um, you know, I've been really interested in um, you know, the, the data mesh concepts recently, where you 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 actually delegate. Um, you know, or give autonomy to to teams that are domain experts in their data to make that data available to you. But it's done with with governance, so that um, you know the interfaces that allow you to interact with that data is 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 common um, you know between different groups. So anybody in the organisation can self serve and access that data again within roles. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. So so you you, you have that. Um, yeah, but certainly with you know, the, those IT platforms, you know, it may be a, an HR system. Um, it, may, uh, it talks to a finance system be, um, because they need to, which talks to your identity management platform. You know, making sure that you um, you can decouple those dependencies. You know, you know using sort of hub, you know, thinking about hub and spoke architectures, thinking about um, uh, uh, you know consumers and brokers that sit between those, which will yeah, you know, to form to form a generalization of, yeah, the, of, sure, of yeah. the of the data, mm-hmm. so that you you know you, you're not you're not tightly tied into one systems mm-hmm. API. You you abstract that out into a common data format, which can be put onto a message bus and bus and consumed by um, uh, the systems that, that need need that information. Um, it also gives you flexibility then as well, because if you want to to rip out your identity management platform or your HR system or any one of the you know the, the many systems that you might be running as a you know as, as an IT operations organization, you, know, yeah. you 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 can do so um, you know with, without impact. You can focus on what the core value is of what you want to do. So you might want to swap out your your system for managing employees' expenses if you've got five hundred em- employees um, and you're you know, a remote organization. That's potentially going to be quite s- substantial. So you you want to offer a, a, a you know as a, as an IT department you want to offer a good um, 
uh, a good product or you want to support finance because finance are actually the you know the the, the service owners in the, mm-hmm. in this in this case but um you know the the elements that you have to think about um in, in terms of data interchanges and security um you know your your, your coupling is, in, is important at that point yeah yeah what does um We've talked obviously quite a lot about like what what good DevOps looks like and why. Do you have a um, what's like anti DevOps look like? So what's the you know the the evil twin to to good to DevOps? What's what's anti DevOps look like? Yeah, that's a that's interesting. Actually, I'd always I'd always felt that anti DevOps was anything that added gates to mm-hmm. prevent teams from. Uh, delivering value quickly yeah. um, and, and efficiently. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'd always, I'd always, you know, thought, thought um, you know, some of the, the traditional change processes um, that required. It is one of the things that always makes me chuckle. I chuckle or, or, or I'd say turn, turn the hair out. But I yeah. <laughs> lost, that, lost that one a long time ago. Um, was people define. You know, change authorization boards and yeah. uh, and uh it's not if you actually read the you know read the definition it's, it's change advisory right, and yeah. just that change in language um mm-hmm. uh, um you know we talk you know actually we talk books um at, at some point but you know uh, leadership is language and actually that that small change in in the language changes the mindset mm-hmm. as, as to what you need to do to be confident in releasing something so you can advise you can have standard changes and those changes you know the, the board you you form those boards almost automatically if it's a standard change you trust the change process the release the testing um and that's you, know, you, you don't need to have a group of people that meet once every two weeks who have really have no concept of what it is you're actually doing. Um, I, I think uh, you know, one of one of the one of the clients we worked with would um, you know you you'd build up and build up this massive amount of changes, and you, you had to go to a, a, a you know, change change board for judgment on your release. This you know, right. that that term judgment yeah. it fills everybody <laughs> with 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 fear. Um, and again, that that leads leads to to, to culture. If, mm-hmm. you, if, if you think you know the, about the pathologies, you know, um, these pathological organisations, um, you know, where every, everything is fear driven, and you know, a, a mistake results in you know duration. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the right word to use, <laughs> um, you know, uh, and bureaucratic organisations, you know, they're very anti DevOps, where you you have to have departments, and you have to have teams, and they all have to be involved, and they all have to be involved when they're able to be involved because they have, you know, they all have commitments. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's very, you know, very anti DevOps. Um, yeah, I think if you if you, you know, there's some great great literature and books um, out, out that you can read, and I'm a massive fan of of, of Gene Kim. And if you read the the, the the DevOps Handbook, you know, the, the one of the first paragraphs talks about the shape of people in in technology teams. You know, either I shape people who have you know immense expertise in one domain, or T shape people that are. Um, you know, have a lot of good good knowledge, but are expert in one domain. Um, which is on to e-shaped people almost. Right, so yeah. you you have just you know people who who want to um have achieve a shared goal and are happy to look in you know become experts in in, mm-hmm. in different areas or have a lot of experience in 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 different areas. You know whether that be you know security practices, security design, um, you know uh, you know cloud adoption. You know the, yeah. um. Yeah, changing those processes, business change. I mean, you know, we talk about DevOps purely as a, as, a, as, a, as a technical thing, but actually, you know, the, the business culture changes as well. 
I was I was thinking on the way over actually. The, one, one of the one of the almost best examples I think of, of change adoption with minimal effort, the self service tools in supermarkets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you think about the, um, the the change that 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 brings in, I mean, you never sit there and read a manual. You don't sit there and read a, a, a change log right, yeah. uh, every time you go and every, and things update and you know, the, the frequency of the interface updates and changes. Uh-huh. Um, they're just usable. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, that's great. And um, yeah. Although it's well tested and well 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 controlled, you, you you can't have a you can't train everybody to, to do that. So mm-hmm. you know, so it, 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 right at the start of my 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 career, that I um I developed a, a product. I developed a product from a very technical perspective. It was a biometric membership system with um you know I was, I was more into the tech at the time. I was I was very into the you know the distributed computing of it. So the extraction and matching of of, of prints to, to identify um, you know uh, records within a in, a in a database, but have that um, available over you know sort of multiple multiple geographies was mm-hmm. you know, I, I love the tech for it. Uh, but I was a UI designer, you know, um, and um, we're taking it to uh, you know we're looking to. Um, you know, collaborate with it with a business, and um, I got, got some time with the owner owner of a um, owner of a, an organisation that had worked with um, you know, optics, and it was interesting because it's very highly regulated. So you using technology in, in you know a change in technology in a regulated industry is always going to be complicated. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, Chris, everything needs to be obvious to the user you need to take them on a, on a journey so what we have here is you've got all the exciting technical stuff all in one place so you've got this dashboard I and mean, a myriad of, of really really <laughs> interesting things you can do but yeah. actually what's key yeah. is 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 the flow and the simplicity and you know, to show my age you talked about you know the how you program video recorders you know so right. you know trying to you know, that that interface that yeah. design needed to be simple so you know the, if, if the design is simple and the product is is, is good then adoption the business change that goes with that uh, follows I mean of, of course you know business organization is more complicated than that um, you know you, you need teams of people and uh, that will a- adopt change in working practices and you know that should always be taken into you know in, into account when 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 they're changing these processes and it can be the hardest the hardest part yeah sure um, yeah well, that is interesting. That's a great analogy as well, actually. And, uh, and that's a great analogy for, like you say, um, putting UX in uh, at the forefront of the design there, but also the trust as well. So if you think when you go through, you happily scan your credit card or your card on the machine to pay for what you're checking out for. Yeah. Because you trust that that machine's not going to do anything dodgy, plus possibly with your bank account, you know, or charge you more than what it tells you or whatever it might be. So... <laughs> The trust is, is there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does um, we talked a little bit about sort of change approval and and that kind of stuff. What does mm. documentation look like in in DevOps? What's good documentation in DevOps? <laughs> I know sometimes there's like have no documentation whatsoever is one view, and then obviously there's a lot of places where it's like the documentation is very heavy, but possibly never even read by anybody. Step up somewhere in the middle there, or does it lean one way or the other? You know, it's it's you know, documentation is a is a question that I've been I've been asked in in interviews throughout yeah. my career, and you know I've never felt I've given a good answer, and you know what everybody's <laughs> accepted there is no good answer. Yeah. Think, what does good documentation look like? Um, there is always room for, for documentation, and it and it's key, especially in in regulated industries. Yeah. You, know, you need to, um, and certainly if you have accreditation, so you think about the ISO, you know the the ISO standards, so you know nine nine thousand one twenty seven thousand and one. Um, 
several more that I can't remember yeah, off the top yeah. of my head. But, uh, um, uh, you know, SOC two, for example. Um, you know, you have you know controls. You, know, you you have you have policies and you have controls, and you you need to be able to show that you've you've met those. Mm-hmm. You know, you're using those controls. You know, governance and compliance um, uh, and audit is, is is key. So, for me, good documentation in the DevOps environment uh, is written to a specific audience. So it's, it's very easy to try to go from design to implementation to to, to build to run all in in, in one document. Even mm-hmm. if you think as a as a product manager, what you know, describe what it is that you're. You know uh, what it is that you want built so you know we might use you know user stories for that um, but that needs to be translated into either you know a product manual that mm-hmm. needs to be translated into an architecture design it might need to be translated into a, a technical design um, less is more in in, in documentation yeah. as well I mean um, as, you know, certainly in many of the organizations I've, I've, I've worked with you know the the technical documentation will live in a in a, in a git repository um you know mark marked down and um and, and wikis are very very powerful yeah. for that mm-hmm. um god i even i might even say on camera that i might even miss confluence um, <laughs> <laughs> no longer having to use it yeah. but actually you know the, the ability to um you know, be free flowing and link. Um, you know, you know the, the sort of the architecture documents, the technical documents to the to the run to the mm-hmm. service delivery you know, documents. You know, making sure that um, uh, teams have access to those and can and can see the the, the, the flow of development almost yeah. know, from conceptualization to to delivery and and to oper- operation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's 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 giving me uh, certainly when you're developing API based products. You know, having um, yeah, you, know, um, you know, sort of you know, open API standard documentation that's that's there and consumable. I mean, certainly when we're evaluating tools that we might bring in, in into yeah. an IT estate, yeah. you know, one of the first things I well, there, there are two things that we always look at. One is identity access management. You know, can we can we do role based uh, permissions? Um, and what does the API look like for, mm-hmm. the, for the for the product? You know, can we control users and groups? Um, you know, the, the the JML process, so those those life cycles. Can we access the functionality? Can we can we um, put the configuration into our um, source control system so that everything is repeatable? Yeah, we, yeah those you know those elements are always key. And it's, it's surprising, um, actually, as you as you sort of go further and further up the stack to sort of the enterprise platforms. Um, you know, thinking about the you know, Salesforce and you know ServiceNow and um, you know the SAP products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how, how wonderfully advanced those can be. All very different, um, yeah. you know, they're slightly different mindsets, and you see that you know there's sort of almost a generational development in those um, at, at, at times. But um, yeah, so good good documentation and um, you know for for developers and for service delivery is important too. One of the things that must have frustrated you a, a, a lot when we were working on the cloud management platform for the mm-hmm. for the global telecoms provider was. Um, Actually, we we were still on our journey. You know, DevOps for us was very new as a team. We were a very new yeah. team, and we were we were really pushing the boat out. It was great with the greenfield side; it's mm-hmm. so much easier. But you know, even starting with something as simple as blue green delivery, um, that allowed us to you know develop the code, um, you know, and, and, and push out you know microservices that were down to a specific area in, in that process. When we got you know we we could respond quickly to problems. We could develop features and deliver them. Um, fast but you know we we weren't good at operating that as a platform you know we we you know we 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 couldn't we couldn't give you the information 
fast enough almost about yeah. you know what the capabilities were and how to use them um how to sell them for want of a better term within the organization themselves yeah. you know mm-hmm. about, you know adopting the the, the features that we're delivering to deliver them rapidly yeah. the organization needs to be able to consume them rapidly yeah, exactly, as well yeah. Um, yeah even things as simple as customer onboarding you know that 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 process can be incredibly complex especially in you know, you know regulated industries um mm-hmm. you know whereas it is very much a partnership you know you you have responsibilities and you know the the, the client has responsibilities to regulators that they, yeah. they must do certain yeah. things in a certain way in a certain time frame you know the documentation of those operational policies it can grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger you know i, I remember the first time i worked on implementing 27001 um and we had a had a auditor in uh, a consultant in to to help us through it and and she said the uh, you know the, the key thing is that if you want your policy documents to be alive and and in use they need to be short they need to be concise mm-hmm. you know don't be over overburdening with them you know think about what it is you're trying to achieve uh write it cleanly um and make sure it lives yeah make sure it's used yeah yeah just going back to that bit you mentioned around um user adoption is an interesting one as well isn't it because mm. again the, the culture mentality um sort of reset or set for a DevOps approach goes all the way to your end users in that respect because some users might be, you know, if you if you can just pitch someone in a large organization where they are completely stacked out with their day job and they're using a bunch of different tools and technologies and just need them to work. Um, what what's preferable to the user at that point that they get like they know that they're getting one big product update, you know, a year with lots of change versus the the, the product constantly evolving in a small way but mm. but underneath them and so you know there's a lot of those big products now and even tools that we work with that have like evergreen approach where they you know you almost don't really have a say in what's coming down or whether you can sort of preview it or not and a lot of times they're just constantly pushing change down which is great but also can cause those moments where it's like oh hang on um <laughs> yeah no, it's very- I think one of the prime examples for me of difficult changes is the Outlook interface on a Mac. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. As for the desktop application, the number of times um, I, c- I can't find a button. Yeah. It's, it's moved. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's but small, small changes. It's, it's un, un, unlearning, um, you know, and um, I think one of the one of the great workshops actually that we got to attend at um, Agile on the on the on the beach. Um, I, I never get her name right. Even she um, kindly says that no people can't. But uh, Jessie Sternshish. Yeah. If you if you um, went to either the uh, keynote or um, uh, the the workshop, but the the ability to unlearn you know just just one small change mm-hmm. in, a, in a in a process or a system yeah um and then either reimagining the solution or just realizing that you don't need to know that anymore yeah. you know, that, um you know i always always felt for for some of the um the the, the, the sort of the sadman teams that would say well but i've got to do this why have you got to do that well because it's what we've always done mm-hmm. okay but we, what if we just don't do that anymore. What would yeah. it look like if we didn't do that? So, well, we could, we could, um, we could do it this way. Or um, as we don't need to do that, we can work with one of the developers to yeah, exactly um, uh, to, to to change the code so that we don't have to run these database scripts and then take that one down and restart it and make sure that the replication is good over here. You know, we if they if they can just change change that. And that's one one thing. Mm-hmm. But once you open that door, yeah. Um, 
they snowball. You know, once you once you start those lines of communication and those conversations, and again, it goes to goes to trust. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? When you when you come down to these approaches and you're starting to automate huge parts of your pipeline, it doesn't mean that um, the people maybe who had roles previously in those kind of control gates that you might have had. Mm. It, it's not. It's not there to kind of. Re- replace them as a person in the organization it allows you to point them at more exciting interesting and useful stuff probably if you know what i mean yeah. so rather than having to be this control gate approving stuff i can go and work with the development teams and catch things that maybe i might have blocked out as a control gate before but mm. as part of a design process with the with the teams probably much yeah. more very, very much so. I think I think the roles all still very very much exist. It's just yeah. how they're done yeah. is that 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 changes. Um, you know, and, and certainly in development teams as, as well. And you know, the, that the if you think about the very old patterns, the you know, a, a developer would do something, say, right, step done, it all works. Trucks over the walls. Yeah. The QA come along and tries it, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. And it, it's, a, you know, it's either a misinterpretation of a requirement, or um, you know, use of a, a piece of functionality that. Um, was never expected to be used like that, so mm-hmm. therefore it doesn't work. And then it goes back into, you know, that you know, you, you if you if you draw a time graph about you know sort of the, um, the the work happening and then being put down and passed back, you know, you, you've yeah. got those all those little pieces that, that don't happen. So the role of the role of testing changes. You, yeah. you you you're you 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 can run it continuously. You're offering a service to a developer that can say, right, I've got these tests. You know, I've, I've I've written these use use cases. Um, I've done them in a way which means you can execute them as tests. Um, do, do do that. That's going to help you. You're actually writing the test before your your yeah. development. We won't get into TDD right now. Though. That's, <laughs> that's a completely different conversation. But the uh, so the, so the way that you do testing isn't isn't manual. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's automated. It, mm-hmm. it takes takes the unit. Um, the same security. You know, the same same principles apply apply to that. And and yeah, you know that those those roles those change. You know, infrastructure is code. Um, you know, it's it's, it's not a, a new thing now. But you know, to for, for somebody to actually have to Define the infrastructure as code, and not go and do the simple thing of clicking a button in a UI to make yeah. a change happen. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is, it is, it is a big change, and you need to, you know, it's an iterative, iterative process to develop tools that allow you to, to do that. And you, you can take a big off the shelf tool to, to do it, or um, actually just write a script that does what you need to do in the smallest possible mm-hmm. paradigm. I mean, we, we um, you know, rather than terraforming a massive amount of um, Azure infrastructure, um, what we what we cared about in particular, maybe on a um, on our application gateway, was you know routing. So the, the ability to trade a YAML file um, that defined each of the routes or defined the roles um, uh, or, or or the users that had access to those to those endpoints for a period of time, which actually turned out to be well over a year. You know, that was more more than enough. So one one. One file with a with a script that could run as a as an action that would go and make those changes for us, and mm-hmm. of course all those are audited. So the changes are controlled and audited. Um, you know, the 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 Azure platform would keep a, a log of all the changes and uh, as well to, to the you know to the object um, on the on the on the platform. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't it, sure. it, it, it just changes the way that the engineers are, are thinking about the problems they're, they're solving. Yeah, exactly. And the opportunity to learn something new. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's great to see, and it's um, you know, working with a with a new team at the at the moment. Um, you know, one wonderful team. You know, re- really, 
um, you know, passionate and focused and understand what it is that they want to be able to deliver to add value to the organization yeah. um, and you know to to see that the you know the, the skills you know to see everybody naturally pushing themselves going, oh we hadn't thought about trying something that way and if we if we did that then we were like that but that pattern it's going to save time or we'll, we'll, you know it's going to be more accurate um, you know the, 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 um, the consistency will be better it, it enables us to make you know to push decisions further down the down the road that we don't need to make now yeah, so, sure. so we've got more flexibility yeah. further further on right yeah. okay fantastic i think we've covered most of the points i wanted to, to cover there actually so a uh, closing tradition on the podcast for us <laughs> is um drink of your choice uh which i mean you you, you know <laughs> you said beer is fine um indeed you might recognize this one because i'm afraid it's not this year's head forwards beer ah, i think they yeah, all got so drunk at agile on the beach i was gonna say the other the other <laughs> head forwards tradition <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so there you beer. go thank you very much um <laughs> so last question uh, is usually and you've mentioned it a few times actually today already yeah. which is um any reading books mm. blogs podcasts you've mentioned that on the beach give us some of your favorite ones especially on uh, the devops I'm a, yeah i'm a big big fan of um yeah, Gene Kim uh, uh, and Jess, Jess Humble me very much uh, evangelists of the, sort of the DevOps mm-hmm. movement. Um, uh, you know, great writers, really engaged, and work with a wonderful group of people as as, as well. I mean, I, I'm very a big fan of uh, uh, Nicole Forskin, uh, who um, looked very much at the science and and, and the, the psychology behind you know, yeah. uh, DevOps and engineering teams. Um, no, but one one of my favorite recommended reads is is is, is the phoenix project okay um, yeah yeah and then, then the follow-up there the unicorn project as well i yeah. mean it's it's impossible not to read that book and uh feel very emotional actually and, and reflect upon your career and, think, and thinking my god we're doing that or my god we've done that yeah um, or my god we're about to do that <laughs> even, <laughs> even even worse yeah um, uh, yeah, and I remember um, being recommended uh, that uh, you know, the, the book. And again, it is actually um, looks at technology within a, within a traditional engineering organization. Mm-hmm. So um, you know the adoption and change change there. Um, you know how you how you support the business, how you add how you add value, um, how yeah. you empower people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know your, your organizational structure. Um, you know, calling out the you know the, the superheroes and the evangelists and the and the and the middle managers and the and the and the, and the processes and, and going through that 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 change. It all all in a in, in a novel in a tech novel. Yeah. So you know it's not it's not, it's not quite um, you know Dan Brown, but <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> um, I, I certainly found it a. a a gripping read and um, I've recommended it to many people and they've yeah. all come back and said oh my god <laughs> did we, we, we did that didn't yeah, we yeah, yeah we did that we did that <laughs> I, yeah. I remember you mentioned that before I will check that one out I think no um, yeah. yes it's been great to have you on yeah. Chris yeah. thank you very much again and uh, yeah hopefully see you again around the head forwards buildings well, and yeah thank, thank you for letting me back in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we let you back in exactly nice one thank great. you very much yeah, cheers, cheers. Thank you. <laughs>